0: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in a series we're doing called, Do You Want to Get Well? And this, uh, the, the, the foundation for this uh, series is probably going to stick with us for a while because the question, I think, is so important, and I think it impacts every area of life. Um, this, this is an amazing question that Jesus asked. He asked it to a man uh, who was not well. He was sick and he was by a, a place known for, for healing at the Pool of Bethesda. And yet He'd been there for a very long time and he, he wasn't getting better. Uh, and Jesus sees him and engages him in conversation and um, asks him this question. Do you want to get well? And uh, I, see, I just think it's such a great question. Because, you know, the, the surface answer, I think all of us, which of course we want to get well, but the deeper question is, you know, do you really want to get well? And, and by that I mean, are you willing to make some changes in your life? Are you willing to have faith? And, and are you willing to, to live life God's way? Or do you kind of want to do it your way and sort of would like a better outcome? And, and, and you know, we have all these things that we go through and I've said that the, the whole sort of question, I believe, revolves around the, the battle that we find ourselves in, that that we have a very real adversary who wants to steal life from us and we have Jesus who's come to give us life and, and uh, life is found doing it his way and yet our adversary is trying to lie, it, uh, lie to us and steal life away from us and that, that uh, this is the, sort of the, the place where we find ourselves, the tension in that we live in, it's this struggle going on and, and which way we're going to live, God's way or our own way and, and the differences it makes in our lives and so that's what we've been talking about for, for weeks and weeks now and over the last five weeks um, I've been sort of looking at what, what we've been calling praying well um, we, we built up to that point and I've said this is you know a foundational part of our lives and I've been encouraging you um, to develop your, your time with God every day um, I've, I've been talking about reading the Bible every day giving you ideas for how to do that and, and building up that time. I, we've been talking uh, a lot about spending time in worship. We looked at that last week. And uh, it's my full belief that we find life as we pursue God with, with passion, um, not allowing our adversary to trick us out of, out, out of the life that we can have by, by making us believe that we're too busy or, or too tired or too worried or too anxious. Um, but our, our passion our pursuit, our worship, devotion, and love for God needs to be a priority in our lives. But there's another side of this that I want to talk about today because I want to make sure we we have it all in in balance. And the other side uh, uh, that I want to make sure you've been hearing and that you you take to heart today uh, is I want to talk about God's love, God's passion, God's value, and God's relentless pursuit of us, and how important it is for us to grab a hold of those things, in order to pursue Him, and and uh, love Him passionately as well. So we're going to dig into that today. Before we do, though, I got this little thing. I I thought I would uh, I would try on you today. This this uh, this guy from Scotland named Donald McDonald. uh He uh, gets accepted uh, with a special scholarship to go to Harvard uh, here in the States for school and. Uh, so he comes over and after he's been here for a couple of weeks, he gets a call from home and it's his, his mother and, and uh, she engages in conversation and she says, uh, Hi, hi, son. Uh, well, how are the uh, American students, Donald? How do you find the American students, she says. And he goes, Not so great. He said, they're, they're so noisy. One, one neighbor I have just endlessly bangs his head against the wall and, and another one screams all night long. And his mother says, Well, how do, how do you put up with it, my son? He goes, Well, I just ignore them and play my bagpipes. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Scripture reading here on purpose Zephaniah three seventeen. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So developing a consistent time of prayer and Bible study um, is extremely important in our lives. But, but what I want to make sure you understand is that it's done in response to Him first loving us. We've got to get that tension right in our lives. A, if we don't, what happens is our movement towards Him becomes one of duty and, it, and all the joy gets wiped out of it. But, but because of His love for us, because He's pursuing us, because He first loved us, we love Him. 1 John four nineteen. we love because He first... Loved us, and so what we need to understand is that the spiritual disciplines and the habits that I've been talking about uh, over this last five weeks or so, and, and even in the in the series before that, um, we're talking about uh, these things. I want to make sure that you you understand that that in establishing these good habits and these good disciplines in our lives, um, these things don't make God love us more. ...or cause Him to come closer... ...God is already passionately in love with us... ...and His desire is to capture our hearts with His love. And because if we begin to think that the relationship we have with God is all up to us... um, ...we will begin to see our connection to Him as a duty. And then what happens is we begin to reduce our time of prayer and Bible reading... ...to acts of obedience and endurance and we begin to lose our joy and our Christian life will start to be defined by what we do for God and the moment you head in that direction uh, all of the joy all of the life the fullness and the abundance that he wants us to have it just kind of becomes something completely different and so we need to understand that that we're we're so much more than just soldiers and servants of the Lord. While those things would apply, um, we are so much more than that. We are beloved children that God passionately wants to be in constant, meaningful relationship with. And that He always has His eye on us and that He relentlessly pursues us. So I want you to have that understanding of who God is and the love that He has for you. Because that needs to be at the core of everything that we've been talking about. If not, like I said, we'll quickly make it duty, and, and there'll be no life in it. And people who, who lose that part of the life become stale and hard-hearted and critical, and, and um, they miss out on, on what this life can be. So, I've got a few things that I want to make sure you have in you, that you understand. Point number one is this, that we are the apple of his eye. And and I've got we in there because I'm talking corporately, but I want to make sure when you hear me say that, that you understand that it's directed right at you. So, So you, each one of you, are the apple of his eye. Psalm 17, 8 says, keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. And, and this idea, this concept of being the apple of his eye, it means that he is so close to us, so attentive to us, that we're actually reflected in his eye. I want you to get that, that picture. He's so close, so attentive, that, that you are actually reflected in his eye. He delights in us. He cherishes us. He enjoys us. And and you've got to allow that to capture your heart. Because that's what He wants. That's how God sees you. You're the apple of His eye. He delights in you. Second, we are Abba's child. Abba's child. Romans 8, 14 through 16 because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of the children of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the Spirit of Sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And that word Abba is a, it's an extremely intimate um, word. Uh, it's a term of endearment that means you know daddy would be our equivalent or or Papa um, uh, it, it's it's like children running up to their father um, who, they, who they love the, the fact that he's just come home and they run up saying daddy 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 um, it's it's that same kind of understanding it's that same picture of, of intimacy of a connection and and it's, it, it conveys the idea of a child crawling up into the lap of a loving father. And, and, and as Abba's child, we're invited to crawl up into his lap and to be wrapped in his arms of love. See, again, this, this concept that, that, uh, of who we are is so important that we understand that that's the kind of love that God has for you. We're blessed at our house, in our family, not in our house, but in our family, that we just had a, another new grandbaby. And uh, my son had a baby, and uh, little Stephen Douglas. And, and the, um, it's so neat to watch the love that's poured out on this, on this baby, by all of us, but I, I particularly watch my son as he, he loves on him. He's, he's got that daddy's love for his baby, and loves just to hold him and, and look at his face and 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 kiss him and make sure that he's safe and and uh, um, that that see that picture to me is such a picture of of the way that god loves us when when he sees us he, he he just he just loves it that we're we're there and and that that he wants us to crawl up into his lap to to to, to settle in his arms to just rest in him to to know that's a place Of absolute safety it's a place that we belong and and we belong there because of everything that Jesus has done for us we are now Abba's Abba's child and and this is such a such a huge thing for us to to grasp Um, part of it's difficult for us to grasp because sometimes we we didn't experience that um, as children and and so um, we we there, there may be something missing uh, in this connection. But you need to know that your father in heaven, he just loves you so much. You're his child, beloved child. Been given the spirit of sonship. And and have have the invitation not only to crawl up into his lap and, and find life in his arms, but um, to to call him by this intimate term. And he wants you to do that. He, he, he wants you to know him, as daddy, his papa. That's how he wants you to know him. Third, we're his masterpiece. We're his masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10 says, We're God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The word there for workmanship is poema, um, which is also translated masterpiece. And... and and yet it's also where we get our word um, poem from. And so we're, we're his poem. You're his poem. You're his work of art. And he's still at work in us. He, he lives in us. He's empowering us. And he's transforming us by his spirit. He's actively involved in our lives because he loves us. Actively. Um, intimately. Connected. Um, transforming us. Changing us. Wanting the very best for us. Um, and, and, and this is the, the heart of the Father for His children. That, that he, he wants us to experience the life we've been talking about. Fourth, we're a chosen people. Now belonging to God. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are chosen people. A royal priesthood. Holy nation. A people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We've been chosen by God. Chosen for relationship. The Creator of the universe wants hang out with us. Holy, perfect God makes this relationship possible at the cross. His, His coming and His dying and His defeating death and His rising are the proof of His relentless pursuit and love for us. What Jesus did on the cross allows us to be in the presence of His holiness because He sees us in Christ. And in Christ, we're forgiven. But even more than that, in Christ, we're seen as innocent in His eyes. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. And, And so, see, connect with this. In Christ... God doesn't see our mess. He doesn't see our our brokenness. Um, There's nothing for us to feel guilty for or shamed over. In Christ, God sees the beauty of our potential. In Christ, He sees us as righteous, innocent. He looks into our eyes. He gazes into our eyes and, and He sees His beloved child. And that's what He sees. That's all He sees that's that's it. He he looks at you with with nothing but affection and love and mercy and, and grace. And he delights in us. We're the apple of his eye. We're his, his masterpiece, we're his poem. You are are the most amazing thing when he looks at you. That's what he thinks it's the most amazing thing. Just like a, I see it in my son when he when he looks at his his baby, it's the most amazing thing. There's nothing like this. There's... And every time God is with you, that's what He thinks about with you. He, he just loves you with this amazing, intense love. That you're His masterpiece, you're His child, you're, you're His poem. And so our pursuit of Him is in response to His relentless pursuit of us. And, and I, want to, I want to say, you know, as, as we've talked about these things, about reading the Bible and, and, and time in prayer and time in worship, don't allow your time with Him to become religious, lifeless duty. Don't let it happen. Always remember who you are in Him. See, our adversary would even would like to mess this whole thing up by making it something other than what it was intended to be by taking the joy out of it by taking the life out of it by by not allowing you to to remember who you are in Him and and the love that God has for you you're you're the apple of His eye His delight, His child, His poem your time with Him should be time of of joy it should be something you look forward to if it isn't then, then just take time to reflect on His love for you again and His relentless pursuit of you and the lengths He's gone to for relationship with you. You're His child. and He's he's inviting you into His lap and and into His arms and and His loving eyes are gazing upon you with the joy of the Lord. See, and that's the place from which we'll pray well. That's the place from which we can experience the full and abundant life, the forever life, the now and forever life that we've been talking about. It's, It's from that connection and, and I just want to make sure that that's in place. With all the things that we've talked about and, and me, me telling you, okay, now I want you to read the Psalms and then the Proverbs and then Old and New Testament. I want to make sure that you're spending time at His feet in worship. That, that, that doesn't seem so overwhelming to you that it just seems like a bunch of work and you, there's no life in it. But if you understand that all of that is just in response to this love that He has for you, it keeps it fresh. It, it makes it exciting. It changes the dynamic. And, and don't allow that to be stolen from you. Don't, 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 don't let that be taken from you. It's one of the most amazing gifts that we receive this side of heaven. See, God wants relationship with us now. And He's relentlessly pursuing us and actively involved. And loves you. Just loves you. See, because of what Jesus did at the cross, all the mess that we know, all the brokenness, all the times we miss it, all the, all the times we say things we shouldn't say and do things that we shouldn't do and, and don't do things that we should do and don't say things that we should say and, and head in the wrong direction and do all those things. See, see we get all that and, and our adversary, he likes to use all that and say, who, you know, who do you think you are? And, you, and yet, when God sees us, he sees us in Christ. None of that's there. Just his adoring gaze on his masterpiece, which is you that's how we approach that's that's how we pursue back because he's he's relentlessly pursuing us relentless in his pursuit of us because he loves you so so find life at that point and respond that that your time in him is response it's not it's not all up to us it's because of what he's done already that our desire needs to be to hang out with him. so that's where we'll find life That's what I wanted to share with you today. So just know how much he loves you and let that resonate within you this week as you pursue him. Amen. Amen. If you're watching on television or by video, thank you. We appreciate you doing that. We know how valuable your time is. If you need prayer, go to the website at keysvineyard.com, find the prayer page, and and, uh, you can shoot us a prayer and we'll be praying for you, or you can call us and we'll make sure you get prayer. And then if you're ever in Big Pine, come check us out. If you haven't been here, we'd love to see you. Lots of opportunities on the weekend to celebrate together. So come and check us out whenever you can. And we'll see you soon.